Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Welcome to the Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Coming from you from the Keat, Mississippi, beautiful studios. I got a man in St. Louis. Same river I'm sharing. So it's uh, it's all cool today. We're less than a week out from the World Series, so timing is everything. I spent the day on the golf course a few weeks ago with this wonderful man, someone I've admired as far back as I can recall. So my guests might need to go get a pot of coffee uh, and sit back a while while I get through this. A former baseball shortstop who played in the major leagues uh, for the San Diego Padres, but most importantly, what I remember is the St. Louis Cardinals for almost two decades, nicknamed the Wizard. For his defensive brilliance, he set major league records for career assists, 8,375, and double plays, 1,590 by shortstop, as well as the National League record for 2,511 career games at his position. He won the National League Golden Glove Award at shortstop for 13 consecutive seasons and was a 15-time All-Star. Come on. He accumulated 2,460 hits and 500 and 80 stolen bases during his career. That's a lot of woodshed and a whole lot of starting and stopping. He won the National League Silver Slugger Award as the best hitting shortstop in 87. All this led to being selected immediately into the Baseball Hall of Fame his first year of eligibility back in 2002. He was elected to the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame in the inaugural class of 2014. Man, oh man, there's no one like him, and I've got him for an entire Mississippi Minute via St. Louis. Go grab a ball and bat and welcome in the great Ozzie Smith. What's up, Ozzie? Hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. You good today? Um, I'm good. Uh, well, I'm not that good. Uh, I know Cardinals, this. You know, things aren't going too well, as you probably know, so we're... Uh, we're, we're we're trying to figure out uh, these Washington Nationals, man, and uh, it, it ain't easy because they uh, they've been tough and uh, they they trying to uh, they trying to put us out of our misery. I think. Are you noticing? or do you feel find it ironic that their basketball team is their their mascot is your nickname? Does that have anything that, to do with this? Is that well? Good. <laughs> very well. That's to do with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. There you go. I, you know, I was, I was I was reading last night, and I was going, uh-oh, this could have something to do with uh, – I wonder if they're allowing Ozzy to be at the park because of such uh, 
closeness to uh, between the two sports. Hey, Ozzy, I want to talk about growing up. I've I've had the pleasure of interviewing friends along the way that I, that I, that started on the golf course for me, but uh, I, I've spent a great deal of time talking to and getting to know Reggie Smith and. There's a class about him and an aura and just a, a pleasantry that I've always just been so moved by. And I couldn't help but feel the same way when I was with you. I really did. I felt the same way. I, I felt like there was these two men that, that had such a common thread of just such class. So I got to dig into Reggie's you know, world growing up with his folks and what he went through, uh, you know, in a, in a time and an era where blacks and whites were separated at some ridiculous reason that came with that. You came a little after Reggie. So take me back to growing up as a kid and what it was like for you as a youth. And did you have any certain obstacles like that growing up on your journey? You know, well, let me say this, Steve, I, I would never profess to uh, have have to deal with the obstacles that Reggie and um, uh, all the African-American players that, that afforded me and all the African players playing today, African-American players that are playing today, uh, we didn't have to deal with half of what they had to deal with. Um, you know, they were pioneers. You know, Jackie Robinson, what he had to deal with right. was, was just, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. And, and stuff. So uh, I don't. I don't sit here saying to you, yes. I, you know, I dealt with the same things that they had to. They, they, they did all the, the heavy lifting. Uh, they right. took all of the the, the brunt of it. Um, and sometimes, you know, when you go through things like that, it's it's not pleasant. But you know, you're doing you're, when you're doing it for the right reason. And uh, it certainly afforded me the opportunity to play a, a game that I loved, and I think. Uh, a game that America has fallen in love with and, and, and stuff. So, um, yeah, was it tough? No, it, yeah, it was tough. But you expected it to be tough. That's just the way the, the, the that's the way it is in the world, you know. So you deal with it every day to the best of your ability, and you continue to, 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 to move forward. You try not to let those things uh, discourage you from what it is you're trying to accomplish. And, uh, you work hard to be the, the best that you can be in. That's all I've ever done is worked hard to be the very best that I could be in whatever it was that I chose to do in my life. We're talking with Ozzy Smith, the wizard. Ozzy, growing up with your folks, what was that like? And and you look like a, a guy that played quarterback or a slot back. Or, and there were other sports, but I know your baseball yeah. career got started really early. Yeah. What was going on back in the early days? Well, you know what? I, I, I was born in Mobile. Um and I moved from there when I was six years old, so most of my growing up was done in Southern California. And I was that young kid who spent a lot of time by himself. Um, Steve, I had a, you know, I, I had this thing for, for baseball that I didn't know when I was growing up, that there were some things that I was, I was doing once I, I figured out uh, I had pretty good hand and eye coordination. Huh. There were some things no that clue. I did not knowing that it would eventually help me become the player that I became. Um, I used to lay on the floor and throw the ball up and get the feel of the ball hitting the glove without seeing it. Uh, I had a peak roof, and I used to throw the ball up on the peak, uh, thinking that I could run around to the other side and hopefully it hits the, <laughs> hits the gutter before it hit the ground. I was able to catch it before it hit the ground. And the next question that people would ask, well, did you ever do it? Did you ever get there? 
And I tell them, no, I never caught the ball before it hit the ground. But it was that type of determination that allowed me to become the player that I became. You know, I used to throw the ball against the wall and working on my forehand and my backhand, not knowing that that was enhancing a, a skill and a, and a blessing that, that, um, that I was given. And um, it helped me be, become the player that I became. And <clears throat> it, it, it's the way that I've approached my whole life, you know, uh, working hard at it, trying to be the best that I could be at it, and knowing that if I approached it that way and, and went about it every day of my life, when I walked away from it, I wouldn't feel that I left anything out there or that I cheated myself. And not, want, not wanting to cheat myself, I don't think I cheated people that paid money to come see me play every day. One of the greatest um, compliments that I can be paid is that, you know, um, we have a rivalry with the Cubs, but I have a Cub fan come up to me and say, you know, we, we had our rivalry, and you beat up on us all the time. And I'm not a Cardinal fan, but I'm an Ozzie Smith fan. Uh, that's as you good know, as it gets. It doesn't, get, it doesn't get any better than that. And, um, you know, I, I, I worked hard at that, and, and it, it's a great compliment to me. I think that when after you finish playing, and you, you know, I've been out of the game now longer than I played, and to have people come up to me and give me that type of compliment is, uh, is a real blessing. You know, I've heard – so many of our pals uh, that reach such greatness and that that's what they did for so long. And all of a sudden you put your glove away and you put your bat away. And then you're the feeling that you had come to uh, appreciate was, was no longer there, you know, and that, that feeling that you got to every time you came out and flipped. And I'm wondering if your coach ever prayed every time you did a flip back then, just to make sure that you, you weren't going to tear something. <laughs> they probably did. Yeah, they probably did. <laughs> Closing uh, their eyes. But, but it, it, yeah, that a, feeling. As a young, yeah. As a young kid, you know, um, I did that and, and knowing that it, that I could do it, first of all. And I think that my coaches, um, uh, realized that, uh, I was pretty, efficient at it and and, and, <laughs> and and pretty good, you know, so they, they trusted that uh, that I was going to make it over every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it was And, and, and Stephen, it, it would have been embarrassing <laughs> if I had not. <laughs> so, you know, did you ever come, ever come close to not sticking the landing? No, there were a few times, you know, because, because sometimes, you know, when you come out of spring training or something, you know, your, your knee may be sore or, or, you know, your ankle or whatever, and it did get lower and lower as the years went on. You know, you you just don't have the same leaps, <laughs> the same kind of leaps. But um, no, I, I for, for the most part, you know, the if I couldn't do it, I, I I did not I did not do it if I wasn't healthy enough to do it. But uh, knock on wood, for the for the most part, yeah. you know, for 19 <laughs> years I was uh, able to do it. And the year that I couldn't do it, my 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 kids did it for me. <laughs> so it was uh, <laughs> That's right. so we kept it going. <laughs> So good. You know, I think yeah. about our Olympian friends that we've gotten to know through doing a lot of charity events that had to stick their landing every time, the gymnasts and stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm thinking, like, they didn't stick the landing all the time, so it's funny that you yeah. – uh, we're talking to Ozzy Smith. So, real I, quick, back to see, the I played on Astroturf. I played on Astroturf, too, so we had a little bit more bounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, if you didn't stick that landing, you were going to come up with some strawberries. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, <laughs> you're in the Mississippi Minute. You keep Mississippi people. <laughs> In a 
Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. I've got the wizard, Wiz, Ozzy Smith, on the line today for a team that's just not, when you get to get to the end and, and hold that trophy, is it possible to go all the way to be that much of an underdog and when you've got all star, a stack of all-stars on one team and you finally run up against them? Um, as long as we did it consistently and didn't, didn't go crazy and, and, and beat ourselves, uh, we, we felt that we had a chance. And so it, it, was, um, it, it can be done. Um, sometimes going up against the giant, you know, David against Goliath, you know, you just have to stay focused. Stay focused on the things that made you good, not the things that they were great at doing. But, you know, uh, for, for baseball, you got to be able to execute from a pitching standpoint. We, we be behind the pitcher can't move until he lets the ball go. So if a pitcher has the ability to pitch to a scouting report and um, do the things that he's supposed to do, then all of the other things kind of fall into place. You know, you think about series versus one game. So if you're going to a bar fight and you've got to, you've got to beat them th- three or four times, maybe that makes it also more difficult. You know, you could get in there with one shot in one bar fight and get lucky or, 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 mm-hmm. or get it done. But I guess the series sort of, it tells the truth at some point. It and, tells the truth, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And over the long haul, Steve, if, if there is a deficiency, if there's something that you're not good at, over the long haul of 162 games, that will be exposed. Now, it may take to the seventh game of the World Series, but it will be exposed and uh, and, and stuff. So, you know, I've had the opportunity to play in three World Series, and right. um, each each one is a little bit different. But that is the one thing that I that I realize uh, with, with all of them that if if you're not good at, at 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 some phase of the game, then it will raise its ugly head at some point. Did did we're talking to Ozzy Smith, the Wizard, and I'm still excited. I'm going to be excited all day, even when I hang up, Ozzy. <laughs> 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 hey, so with Sabes, because I've had you know I've known Bre- actually Brett Saberhagen and I both share the same birthday, same year. We were both born on April 11th, 1964. So, now was he 85? I'm thinking 85. That would have been Mm -hmm. who you ran up against. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Ran up against against those guys. And, you know, I think that that year we we won close to 100, 102 games, and I think they won 84, 85. Right, right. I remember. Yeah, going into that series, you know, we we were taught it to or uh, expected to, to, to win the series, which we probably should have, the, with the exception of the call there first base. Right, right. But, right, right. you know, they, uh, they competed. And I think the same thing has happened this year. Um, and I know you, we'll probably get to this later, but the same thing has happened with the, uh, with the, the Washington Nationals. You know, you look at uh, this, this seems to be their year, you know, because they've, everything has come together for them. At the right time, uh, they were able to eliminate the Dodgers, and um, looks like uh, we're the next next uh, we're next victims on the list yeah. <laughs> of getting eliminated. You know, they're up three games to none, and uh, as much as we want to be positive about you know being able to come back, and and it's certainly not impossible, but um, it's going to be a, a real tough challenge for us to be able to do it. And I, I I say that knowing the personnel that we had. Now, if you had 
the right personnel, then you know you're a lot more confident that it can be done. But oh, I'm you can go sure win four in a row, exactly. Right, exactly. right, and, and I just don't think that we have the personnel at this stage and enough to be able to deal with the pitching staff that the Washington Nationals going to throw at you. You know, they're they're in such a commanding position now. When you have a, a Strasburg, you have Scherzer. Uh, they have a kid, Corbin, that's throwing tonight, and you have Anibal Sanchez, who threw a great game the right. other night. So that's a it's a real mountain to climb, and uh, I don't know if we have enough to be able to, to climb that mountain. If you're able to win one game tonight, that's good, I, but I think it just prolongs the inevitable. Right, right. We're talking to Ozzie Smith. Ozzie, is it better? Would you rather have the greatest pitching staff all the way with the greatest closer or the greatest hitting team? Yeah, one or the other. Well, I I, I think uh, I would rather have the pitching, um, you know, because great good pitching stops good hitting, and uh, and stuff. So if you could have the the, the, the one of the two, if I had to pick, uh, it'd be pitching. I got you. Okay, Ozzy. Now here's the fun part of the show. Mississippi's the birthplace of American music. You know our history. We Elvis, Conway, Jimmy Rogers, BB King, Albert King, Helen Wolf, Muddy Waters. We can go forever and ever and ever. And I'm doing this because of through osmosis. I I got to soak it in, and it just totally took my life. I wanted to write songs, you know. So let me ask you: Would you like to hear Denise LaSalle or Albert King? Denise LaSalle was... Well, you, you get to hear... You get to pick. You get to play DJ. You get to hear okay. Denise LaSalle or Albert King. Uh, let me hear Denise LaSalle. You got it. We're with great Ozzy Smith. It is... Uh, the World Series is upon us. Uh, and uh, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm Steve Azar. It's time to hear our girl, Denise. She's a great lady. What a wonderful woman this woman is. Mm-hmm. She was. Okay. I'm Steve Azar. I'm occupying the great Ozzy Smith's time right now. We should be on the golf course rather than talking. We could be talking with a tape recorder and be hitting balls. Uh, it's the World Series is upon us, and, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. You know, the city of Houston, um, the city of Houston is uh, the radio stations cost me a number one record because they were upset at Shania Twain because she didn't come do a free show. Thus, my record, my first biggest hit got stuck at number two. So I'm obviously pulling for the Yankees, even though I like the Mets more. So they, so I'm just in that place right now. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Let's just touch on that. Where do you think that's going to go? You mean is the, the, the series? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, here again, I, I think that you're probably, uh, with, with the series between the Houston Astros and the Yankees, or that makes the World Series anticlimactic, I think, because you're probably looking at the two best teams in baseball in the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. And, you know, that series is not over. Uh, they're one and one at, at, at this particular time. But... Um, you know, those are certainly the two of the best teams in, in baseball today, and I think whoever wins that series is probably going to be odds-on favorites to win the World Series, although I think that if the Washington Nationals get in there, they will certainly be able to match up with them from a pitching standpoint. Right, right. You know, it's funny. You're t- well, jumping to football real quick and just watching the SEC right now, and then uh, obviously Joe Burrow, who's just unbelievably – they found his comfort zone doing what he – you know, spread offense, what he was born to do and understood. And, and then you've got 
you know, we've got Tua at Alabama, and then you got Hertz who left and went to Oklahoma. And now Hertz looks like he's on a mission. He handled everything with such grace and class. Uh, do, do you have you paid attention to any of that? And what if what if you see that clash in the playoffs? Well, I mean, it's it's going to be great, and I think that the the drama and stuff has um, that has been created from that is going to be very very special because. You, you 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 see them on a collision course. It's just a matter of time before they all they they, they meet up. So um, here again, I think it'll be one of the most competitive. It certainly will be one of the most watched games um, because there's something to be said about revenge. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, you know, revenge is is, is best served cold. Is that it, it was at the line? Yeah, uh, I think it so. was in. Uh, uh, Denzel Washington in um, oh god, uh, what, what movie was that? Um, it wasn't Remember the Titans. No, no, no. It was uh, it was with when they kidnapped this 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 little girl that he watched. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but but revenge is is best served cold, you know. So <laughs> um, you know, for for Jalen Hurts, who uh, super athlete, and I think he's proving his value now and here again it's about believing in yourself and I think that he realized that um, that, that Alabama didn't have the same confidence level in him that um, that they have in Tua so uh, you know it was time to move on and I give him credit for, for moving on and, and doing what he's, what he's doing now he's accomplishing a lot yeah um, he's proving his worth, and uh, it's been it's been fun to watch. I got you. Okay, Ozzy, now here's the fun part of the show. Mississippi's the birthplace of American music. You know our history. We Elvis, Conway, Jimmy Rogers, B.B. King, Albert King, Helen Wolf, Muddy Waters. We can go forever and ever and ever. And mm-hmm. I'm doing this because of through osmosis. I, I got to soak it in, and it just totally took my life. I wanted to write songs, you know. So let me mm-hmm. ask you, would you like to hear Denise LaSalle or Albert King? Let me hear Denise LaSalle. You got it. We're with great Ozzy Smith. It is uh, the World Series is upon us, uh, and uh, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm Steve Azar. It's time to hear our girl Denise. The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour, and The Borky Show are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Silver whistle and an old clipboard, a polo shirt and a pair of gray shorts. We're rolling with you right now. 
an entire Mississippi minute. Remember those two Mississippi days. beautiful studios. Talking to the great Ozzy Smith. Ozzy, uh, when you saw a ball coming at you, no matter what, was the, you talk about throwing the ball over the roof and trying to get to the other side, but I'm talking about short hops, bad hops. You're talking about AstroTurf versus grass. You don't ever know. What was it always this challenge? Did, did the ball always look like it was in slow motion? Because it never looked like it was difficult to you. Um, you know, it's kind of that, that's always a hard question to answer because they, you know I hear people say, "Well, you know, you were able to slow it down and all of that." It it, it came fast to me. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, Steve. That it's um, it's it's reacting. It, it, it's it's having taken so many balls that what you do becomes second nature, and and, and really kind of operating in the subconscious mind. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do it. You do it so much that it becomes a part of who and what you are. Right. And so for me, it was it was hard for me sometimes to explain to people how I did something because it was just so natural. And I think that I I took so many ground balls that. Um, that I was never really surprised by anything that happened, and I always just tried to keep myself in a position to where I would be able to, to make a play. Was it more of an athletic move always for you, or was there a little bit of structure, like golf swing or something? Was there something that you did every time that sort of put you in the position? Because, you know, the ball's going different yeah, speeds. I, I'm, different sure, I'm sure that it was, but I, I can't tell you that. It was like me sitting down and asking, you know, Tony Gwynn about hitting. You know, right. you know, you, you, you know, how'd you get yourself, how'd you keep yourself in that position? It's hard to explain to people exactly how I did what I did because I just did it. I mean, I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to, you know, I didn't, I didn't have to put a whole lot of thought into it. You know, I, you know, I was operating strictly from my, in my subconscious mind. And, and, and I think that's what, that, that's what made it possible. I didn't, you know, when you start thinking about it is when you get yourself in trouble. You know, just let it right, happen. Right. You know, you hear, you hear people say, well, let the game come to you. And, and that's basically what I did. I just let the ball come to me, and I reacted to it. You know, you, you bring up an interesting point about the subconscious because I think that you practice, practice, and no matter what it is you do. So it was always my that part of the writing process for me as a songwriter when I wasn't thinking and it was just sort of doing it itself of writing itself is when all the good stuff happened it's interesting right. you're saying that you sort of do it so long that you sort of forget what you're doing and you're just because you're doing it and I know it's a different deal but but it's exactly the same when it comes to I've practiced I've practiced I've done this I've done this a million times and finally you get blessed and kissed with something that 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 the world's going to hear but but I do understand that and I and I get it because looking back it's almost like I'd go there's no way I say that I couldn't look it up in the in the dictionary I could say it's not exactly how I'd say something and you just right. feel like you were blessed you know what I mean right, that was it, right. it just, yeah it just kind of it just kind of comes to you you know yeah. and, and I'm sure that it's it's the, it's the same way for everybody who achieves that whatever it is that they do it becomes a it becomes one of those things that's so natural that it, it just happens. Right, right. We're talking to Ozzy Smith. Ozzy, your folks growing up, what was it like at the house, siblings? Where'd you fall in line? I was uh, I was the second oldest and, um, you know, came from a... Well, we had, I had four brothers and a, and a sister. And, 
you know, I was the only one that played any organized sports. You know, wow. uh, I played a little basketball, I played a little baseball and, and stuff, but that was one of the reasons that I, you know, used to throw the ball against the wall because uh, my brothers, they were always doing something else. They were always into uh, work and all of that stuff, and I, I was the only one that was, um, that was interested in organized sports. And uh, and stuff. Uh, my mom and dad. Uh, when we moved to, to play, my mom and dad separated. You know, so we were raised basically as it is with most African American uh, households. Uh, my mom raised us and and stuff. And uh, you know, it just was always told. You know, uh, be ready to step through that window of opportunity when it presented itself. Right. And, and so um, I, I try not to harp about the fact that I grew up in South Central Los Angeles. I lived through the riots, the riots in, uh, wow. in in 65 and had to sleep on the floor and all of that stuff. But that was all part of the uh, the growing up uh, that I had to do uh, in Southern California there. And, and so, um, you know, I was, a, I was one of those lucky ones that, that, was, that was able to make it. You know, we made it out, and uh, I've been very... Fortunate, very blessed to to live a, a wonderful life. You know? Yeah. So, well, you, it's you, great. you I, every time that uh, so what I've gotten to know of you from the distance and now get to know you, it makes sense. Uh, you, yeah, you 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 seem to to pluck off the the wonderful things in life and hold those in your memory rather than anything that maybe. Uh, was was a difficult time, and that just sort of you see it in your smile, you see it sort of in in in, in how you've always handled yourself, and and that's interesting because it could have gone either way, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I I I'm very blessed to have had the opportunity to do what I love to do, and I got paid for it, Steve. You know, so I yeah. think that's what we all strive for to find that thing that you're passionate about, and that's why I always tell people that with young kids, if if if, if a kid can find that thing that he's passionate about when he's young. He'll never work a day in his life. Yeah, <laughs> you're so. Well, listen, I, in the music business, a little because you because in the music business you want to keep doing it until you're a hundred. That's the the idiocracy of my side of the fence. So you just quarter roll as you go, and it's a little bit of a roller coaster. But even the times when you're down in the bottom, it's kind of exciting because you know you're going to get to the top again, and you're going to get to go wee wee, you know, down the thing. So right. so, uh, but. I, I get being the only musician in my family, but I, mm-hmm. I, I struggle to understand who was it that came along. If you didn't have brothers or a sister or sister, whatever, that was sort of like you saw or witnessed your older brother or, you, or, or, or just having the competitiveness around the house alone, because that's what you see a lot these days. Talking about, you hear somebody talking about their big sister, Reggie, Reggie Miller, and, her, and, and the story of when he scored 30-something and he was in the car with, with his sister and he was gloating and all that, or, you know, he was gonna and she he goes how'd you do and she said i scored 102 <laughs> points <laughs> but you didn't have that yeah. and that's interesting no. was there a coach uh players well, around you, know you a mentor let, let me say this here that i think for all of us you know it's fortunate when you have and i'm gonna have to run here steve in a few minutes oh that's fine we're running out of a mississippi minute anyway <laughs> okay. um um you, you know i was very fortunate in that i had coaches my mom well starting with my mom then my coaches they all preach the same message work hard be the very best that you can be do not walk away from anything that you choose to do in your life feeling that you did not give it your all 
And so with that philosophy, I went through life knowing that I was only going to get out of something what I put in it. If I didn't put anything in, I didn't expect anything in return. Right. And that's the message that I leave young people with all the time. You only get out of life what you put in it. If you don't put anything in, you shouldn't expect anything in return. Well, that's witnessed in how you hold yourself and and carry yourself. It's in your spirit. You're in the Mississippi Minute, the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. We'll be right back. all the way back in 1989, my wife and I newly married and I was working on making my mark on the music business. We wanted to build a house. There was only one bank that helped us do that. And while we were trying to find our way around, our friends at Guarantee Bank started on the journey with us and have been there ever since. They were always my connection back home when we lived in Music City. They believed in me. So when you need a financial institution to believe in you, give my family at Guarantee Bank a chance. With humble beginnings all the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. They are proud to be your local big-time bank. Please visit one of their 17 locations and tell them Steve Azar sent you. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. When you're young, you think you know it all. Yeah, you hot rod cocky. Welcome to In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Coming from you from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios, I got a man in St. Louis, Ozzy Smith. So back to the first question, uh, because that's how I ask questions. I confuse all my, my guests. Uh, did you go through any sort of like... I'm not getting up to play this morning. What did it hurt? Um, you know, after you mean after I retired? Yeah. No, I, I think that when you play for 19, 20 years, Steve, um, I think as far as competing in, in that particular sport, you've, you've had your feel of that. And for the, the real challenge is now finding that next, that next challenge, what that next challenge is going to be. And I think that for a lot of us, when you have that competitive void in your life, I think we gravitate to golf because it fills that competitive void in your life. Um, because you're competing against yourself, you're competing against the course, and you're competing against the people you're playing against. So we just find something else to compete in, mm-hmm. uh, if that's what you're accustomed to. And, and golf, for most of us, is, is that thing because you have you still have to have you still have pretty good hand and eye coordination. Right. Um, you you have a stick in a stick or a club in your hand and and there's a ball. You know, so <laughs> that's all we need to make us happy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, you think about it, that ball's not moving, and it's no, more it's difficult not. probably 
than any sport yes, I, we, we've ever even t- even gotten near. And, and you know why? You know why, Steve? I want to know why. I do. Yeah, we're we're consistently um, we're we're consistently looking at something that's moving, and the pitcher really kind of generates that 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 start for you. The toughest thing for us as as um, as athletes, and I'm going to say, guys that are um, are fielders, is not having any movement. You got to be able to create that type of rhythm and and timing into when you start, where 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 you go. That has been the toughest thing I think for all of us as as guys that play baseball. And, you know, for pitchers who play off and stuff on their off days and stuff, it's a little bit easier. But for us that are uh, everyday players. We we couldn't move until the pitcher, you know, start, went into his motion, and that was right. that was the beginning of our timing. But in golf, you're starting from a stagnated position, you know. So finding that timing and that rhythm that's going to give you that consistency that you need is uh, has always been the toughest thing. And golf didn't start making sense for me until I had hit you know four or five thousand balls. Right. Right. It, it, it really is a tough thing to do to, to do on a consistent basis. So when a guy wins a tournament, I take my hat off to him because I know he had to play four outstanding rounds of golf. That's true. That, that is that is very true. And just getting to witness what we've gotten to witness with Tiger, you appreciate it to another level when you've played the game. You're going like, this is really impossible that somebody can do all of that that fast and especially yeah. have the hype that was coming along since a little boy, you know, on Johnny Carson. It's just insane to me that how that yeah, it, you couldn't yeah, write how it. He, yeah, and how he was able to to withstand all of the pressures of having to go out there. And I and I understand it a little bit from what I did because when you're considered the best at what you do, there's always that pressure to go out there and do it again today, to do it again tomorrow, and do it again the following day. The level of expectation becomes a lot greater for people who are considered the best at what they do. Right. We're talking to the great Ozzy Smith. I'm uh my voice is coming to me now. It's uh it's early for the musician types. Uh one more question I'm going to let you go cuz I know you got to get out of here. Uh when was there ever a point cuz you know the media is talking and all that you you got into the Hall of Fame the first year in Major League Baseball. You know the difficulty in that. It's not like any other sport. Uh, there, it's not. Period. I mean, it's the most difficult sport to uh, achieve the Hall of Fame. What was there a point in your career? You still had seven year, eight years left, and you already you, you sort of knew, I mean, or did you ever even think about it? No, no, you never think about that. I never thought about that. All I wanted to be was the very best baseball player that I could be, Steve. And if I was the very best that I could be, I let the chips fall where they may. I knew that when I walked away from it that I had given my all every day. The question after 19 years was, did I do the very best that I could do today? And the answer for me was, for 19 years, was the answer was yes. That didn't mean that I won every day, but it meant that I gave everything that I had that particular day. And um, it, it allowed me to walk away from it knowing that I didn't cheat myself and i didn't cheat anybody to pay their money to see me play i love it well i'm gonna let you get on with it and get on your day and uh hopefully uh the mississippi delta will be blessed and maybe you come down to our delta soul celebrity golf and charity event it's june four five and six i want you to dark pencil it in your head okay and then uh, it's a lot of golf a lot of fun and we raise money for the arts for kids and uh we'll take great care of you and you'll see some old pals and uh, and we'll have we'll have some very competitive uh rounds against each other <laughs> Okay, Steve, looking forward to it. Okay, pal, have a great one. 
Thank you. We've been Bye-bye. with the great Ozzy Smith. You're in a Mississippi Minute, and now you're not. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Humble beginnings all the way back to 1943. Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.